0: You are listening to the Listen Curiosity podcast.
1: Right, if you could first start by introducing yourself. Hmm. So, my name's Ollie. Um, I'm Josh's friend. I'm 22. I live in London, um, but I used to live down in Tunbridge.
0: Cool. Uh, right, the first uh, question I wanted to start on is, um, what was the single biggest change? out in colombia from the uk
1: wow that's a good question um there are obviously lots of likes lots of changes i think the biggest one was probably just being completely alien in a new environment so i'm noticeably not hispanic and whilst medellin is quite diverse there's not that many people with my kind of skin tone which means that you just are looked at differently and it was just that was an adjustment for me being an outsider in a city um not that everyone wasn't amazingly friendly and lovely um but yeah you're just you feel different within a city
0: makes sense definitely makes sense um uh obviously when you um went there it got cut short a bit Mm. um are you planning on visiting there again because of that
1: I would love to. Um, It's a really special place, Medellin. It's so full of life and such good weather, such good people. It's just, it's great. So I would really love to go back. But at the moment, that's a little bit difficult because obviously I'm studying right now. um, And then I'm going to have to do more stuff to qualify um, after that. So hopefully one day, but not on the cards right now.
0: And generally, how was their uh, reaction to the coronavirus? How did they deal with it?
1: So they were. So the government responded really quickly, which is obviously really good. So while the UK wasn't locking down or like doing anything in March, with however many cases they had at that time, in Medellin there were four confirmed cases, and everything just went crazy. All the supermarkets ran out of loo roll in like a few days. You couldn't buy hand sanitizer everywhere. There were masks everywhere. So they took it really seriously. There was a little bit of panic, but, you know, no more than anywhere else. Um, I think in the last few months, so they had a really rigid lockdown where you could go outside for one hour a day and you couldn't go out in your couples, you had to go out on your own. Um, And that's just been lifted. And I think now they are struggling a bit, Um, maybe just because of fatigue with the population of being inside so long, I don't know. Um, yeah.
0: A leading on question for that then is, ha- having seen the two countries dealing with the virus, how 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 do they differ?
1: Gosh, um, I mean, the I don't. I, I actually while we're talking, I'm going to look up the stats for right now for what's going on in Colombia. But at the time that I was there, they were dealing with it a lot better. Um, the UK was late to everything, and actually we I mean we were one of the worst five countries in the world Um, and if you looked at our deaths per population we were way worse than the states so we really did not do great over here so I think just by that comparison being made they did better Um, but I'm not really sure how they're doing right now actually Um, think let me have a quick look yeah okay now they're really struggling um they had a really big peak in August of twelve thousand cases a day, um, which I think is higher than our biggest peak, but that does come at a time where there's more testing. And they're now at a pretty similar level of about five, six thousand. Um, but it didn't get above a thousand until the start of June. So make of that what you will. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're definitely um, it could have been done uh, definitely better here.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. But
0: we won't we won't get too much into that. I don't want to be <laughs> exactly. too political on my podcast.
1: <laughs> Stay impartial. Um,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh what was the wildlife like out there? Did you actually get to see anything?
1: Yeah, so the city itself sits in like a bowl at the top of a mountain, um, which is already stunning. Um and then in terms of the wildlife inside the city itself, you actually don't see that much. You see a lot of dogs, you see birds, obviously, and some lizardy things, but for the most part, it's it's just human foot traffic, I think scares it all off. But we went for one weekend up to the hills around and there it's just gorgeous. You know, it's the plants, uh, it's kind of subtropical, so amazing thick dense vegetation and all the wildlife that comes with it i don't think i saw any like super cool animals but i saw some some pretty cool stuff the flora is amazing
0: that sounds uh, very good
1: yeah definitely,
0: definitely more than what we get here yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah oh yeah. that is one thing actually the pigeons in colombia actually look nice It's quite funny. I didn't realize what they were at first, but they're like they're like brownie, and they just they got like
0: different feather patterns. Is that what it is? Yes,
1: exactly, different feather patterns. So yeah, they say Colombians are more attractive than English people, and even their pigeons So, (laughs) animals as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's
0: quite that's quite jokes.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good vibes. vibes.
0: And uh, what advice would you give to people if they're thinking of visiting Colombia? and what places would you recommend them to visit?
1: So, to do it in reverse order, so places to recommend to visit. I was only in Medellin, um, got a connecting flight in Bogota and then was living in Medellin, so I can't speak on um, other places like Cartagena and Bogota and whatever, Um, but I can say Medellin is amazing. and I might be biased, but you know, you're going halfway across the world. You could either have a really positive experience or a really negative one. And I had a super positive one. So would recommend Medellin to anyone. Um, what was the first part of the question? Sorry, I've forgotten it.
0: Um, it was, which, what advice would you give to people are um, thinking of visiting there?
1: Okay, so um, take your safety seriously. Um, we never had any problems, but we met one couple who... Um, literally on their way from the airport to the city got rubbed at gunpoint in the back of a taxi so you got to be aware of it but c- like paired with that advice and almost i guess contradictory is don't listen to your parents opinions of it because they grew up with a very different Columbia. they grew up and were traveling around when it was you know just at its at its darkest moments in history and certainly in medellin the atmosphere of the city now is one of like art and youth and culture and i had one tour guide who put it like beautifully he said if you've been stuck in quicksand and you manage to grab a pr- branch and pull yourself out you're gonna feel great about it and the whole city is kind of like that they're just enjoying the fact that they're growing that change is happening um, and you can really feel that and then I just said, just dive in, just dive in. Cause Colombians are super friendly. They will welcome you. Um, so just get involved in their culture. Don't sit on the outskirts, go to, you know, go to salsa classes, go to their bars, eat their foods which is amazing as well. They grow fruit like you never see over here, (laughs) grow mangoes the sizes of heads and things. It's like they're on on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, literally. (laughs) If you could feed kids what they feed their fruit, they'd be some superhumans. And then one other tip, I mean, this is true of any country, but learn the language or try to brush up on some starter classes just get the basics and it will just help because people will be happy that you're trying to converse with them in their tongue you know you're accommodating to their language rather than making them accommodate to you and that's always going to be received positively
0: so you'd say you felt you felt fairly safe when you were there then
1: yeah i i didn't feel threatened once didn't even come close to because obviously
0: everyone here in
1: all yeah. all the bad news and so,
0: yeah, and a certain someone called yeah. uh, Pablo Escobar. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, there wasn't there wasn't going to be a point in the podcast where I wasn't going to mention his name once. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I was going to say you you'd be doing well with Colombians if you didn't, because they they don't talk about him. They don't like talking about him. He's like a forgotten. Well, he's not forgotten because that yeah. Was what it. It, what
0: is the perception of him?
1: So it's pretty split. So there's generally there's like a two part divide. The people who are old enough to have lived through it, which isn't even that old, you're talking like 40s, were kids at the time. They are incredibly negative about him. You know, they, I've talked to one guy who, at nine years old, was like having bombs going off in his street. And, you know, there's, there is a real, there were two sides of that battle or whatever conflict, or maybe even three, if you include the paramilitary people but Escobar was, he was bad news. And most people who are around during that time will tell you that. But then there's the other side, which is certain parts of the youth, who you kind of idolize him a bit and kind of like, talk about like the things that he did that was good. Like he built some schools and stuff and he did, he did some good things. Of course he did cause it was a manner of obtaining and controlling people. Um, but yeah, some youth people idolize him. You get, there was a story that someone told me, there was a rapper. I don't want to get it wrong but it might have been Wiz Khalifa who like went to Medellin and like took photos of like smoking joints by his grave and stuff and like that kind of like I don't know almost like gangster street culture kind of adopts him at times I think but I think for the most part people are pretty aware of how negatively impacted the region and country.
0: Yeah I was gonna say he definitely uh, did and there's a good it's a good actually series I watched was called Narcos, mm. and it was all it it was all about him, but it was t- done from two two sides as well, and that yeah. was a pretty good. That was fictional, but also some of it was made up. Not not gonna lie, but most of it wasn't. It I probably would say it's probably
1: probably got to be in my top five series that I've watched. Mm. You know, I've never watched it. I do need to. Um, yeah, I do need to. Yeah, I'm sure it's very informative because you don't, you know, you don't, you don't make a show about something that serious unless you do your research, right?
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And you saying that the food was good, what was, did you find out
1: a favourite, favourite dish you liked out there? So when I say the food is good, the, the fruits and vegetables are really good. Like you can, and there's actually a lot of veganism in medellin it's by far still a subculture but it's there And you just get the most flavorsome and giant fruits and vegetables and really cool fruits you've never heard of and stuff and yeah it's great um but then the actual cuisine itself i wouldn't say is that great and i'm not alone in that a lot of people like Colombians included, but a lot of our friends who are living there from other countries were also saying like, yeah, it's the one thing we'd change is the cuisine. So go for the fruit and veg, but don't go for the cuisine, especially, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I was gonna have a follow question, which which food would you prefer,
1: but it's it's quite clear from what you <laughs> what, said. Uh, from British to Colombian. Yeah. Yeah, probably British. Probably British. Give me a fish and chips okay. any
0: day. <laughs> I bet I would personally find their food quite good though, because I expect some of it's quite spicy because obviously having that South, Amer-
1: South um, American influence. You'd actually be really surprised. So I thought the exact same thing. I was like, oh, it's going to be like spicy and really good. But for some reason, Colombians are almost like allergic to chili. They don't put it in any of their food. It's really strange because I would have thought exactly what you gonna really be like the rest of South America, Chile Galore. It just wasn't like that. It's really strange actually. Yeah,
0: you know, that is a bit um weird to be fair. Yeah. Probably probably one of the only few South um American countries out there that doesn't.
1: You gotta think but, so. Yeah. I mean there there is obviously spicy cooking, but it's um in the same way there is here really. Like you wouldn't say chili's a big part of British food and I guess it's kind of the same. It's there, but it's not the mainstay by any stretch of the imagination.
0: If you did have Water there, mm. where do you think you would have visited?
1: So we actually we had a plan to go to Cartagena because um, it's on the coast, it's really, really hot and it's supposed to be really lovely. It's quite touristy, but that's no bad thing. Um, and yeah, that that's one place we would have loved to have visited also just i'd have loved to there's lots of like little towns and like um you know just places in the hills and stuff quite remote that are supposed to be stunning and there's this culture in medellin definitely and i think maybe in the whole of colombia so there's they they have like country houses which are called like fincas and you can like rent them um for a weekend with your friends and go and have a piss up in the in the countryside somewhere in a really nice like holiday home pretty much and I would love to do some more of that we were going to do that as well but didn't get time um, although we did go we did go so we taught English and one of our students owned one and he took us up to have one with his family which was quite different to doing it with your friends obviously there were three generations there but it was still a really nice insight into it what that kind of thing's like it was it's just stunning up there and you have barbecues and we played bingo with their little machine and stuff it's just really nice you know the whole family just kind of spending time away from phone signal and things and it was a really good thing to get to be a part of actually
0: what were the uh, job
1: opportunities like out there so um There's work, Uh, I think, like the same here, a lot of it would require a good level of Spanish if you're going to work in like, I don't know, a shop or something. But there is a big market for English language teachers. Um, There's a huge market for English language teachers. That's what we both did. And you can find work in English language schools if you've got the right qualifications. Um, and especially if you've got experience, you can work in schools themselves or in academies, um, without too much trouble. You know, you might have a little bit of a job finding of the job itself, but it's there. Um, and they pay quite well relative to Colombian salaries. So yeah, it's not, you can, you can definitely make it feasible um oh and then the other thing i'd say is a lot of people actually when we were there were doing digital nomad stuff so the kind of jobs that you can get where you never have to be in one place but so for example say we're like a web developer or something working for a uk company there were a couple of people like that who just get their uk salaries but would be living in Colombia. so their money goes further you can like experience all of you can experience being in like one of the top, I don't know, I guess the top one percent. Um and yeah, that's that's the thing that a lot of people do. I had one job interview with an American company who were real estate agents and they just had their call centres there, and I was gonna I was applying for a call center job. And call center jobs in the UK obviously not super well paid, and I'm sure they're still not in American terms, but my salary had I taken it would have been really high for Columbia. Uh, I didn't take it though because it was, well, it doesn't matter. But I didn't take it. Fair
0: enough. Mm. Got to do what's right for you
1: at the end.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, it was... How did the, how, yeah, go on?
1: No, no, no. Sorry, you go, you go. I cut you off.
0: Um, how did the people perceive what you were doing out there? What did, they, what did they think of it?
1: So the the Colombian people, or my family and friends and stuff. Um, all well, the Colombian people. So they're very keen to learn English because it's a gateway to international business and whatever so there's a huge demand for what you're teaching Um, and people are as I said the, the Colombian people or at least people from Medellin are like known for their friendliness and warmth so I didn't feel I didn't feel uncomfortable and I felt like people were happy to see me and they actually yeah that's another thing as well tourism is good for economies and they didn't get it for so long because of the reputation left by Escobar. So for them having foreigners coming into their city, contributing to the economies, wanting to move there, giving it rave reviews, that's exactly what they want because they want people to come. Um, Now the flip side of that is that there is an area in the south of Medellin called El Poblado which is kind of where a lot of the tourists live and it's like a quite developed bit with like party areas and like lots of like American chains and stuff and a lot of business is done there as well but it's also where there's a lot of prostitution and drug dealing and it's that is the other side of the sword of having people come in and fuel your tourism is you get Americans and Europeans coming in for all the wrong reasons um to abuse the fact that there is all of these things about that you can do like the prostitution and the cocaine and that is a really negative thing that is harming the country um so there's two sides of it it depends on your motivations so i'm not like that obviously so i had a really good time and was living in a place and felt part of a community but if you're if you're going there for that reason then well you're a you're a dick so <laughs> fair enough they don't like you
0: <laughs>
1: sorry I d- didn't know yeah, I but,
0: um, <laughs> no that's fine that, the listeners can deal with it
1: <laughs> yeah it's only it's, a word yeah
0: anyway. yeah um yeah um what's the best part of your experience out there
1: gosh um for me it was being that far from home and having that total freedom to just do my own thing, be myself, be an adult, be in control of my destiny and just be part of a new city and place. I, I felt so free and just had the opportunity to do whatever I wanted to do which was pretty cool.
0: What was your perce- uh, perception of the place as well?
1: So just just great you know it was just i think you know i've said it all already it's just such a happy welcoming beautiful place there's three pretty good adjectives you know
0: <laughs> what was the ge- what was the general feel you got off off uh off the
1: people like their vibe so youthful um very family orientated family is huge in colombia and medellin especially um a lot of people live in three generational houses. go so... back on that
0: point. What, why, why, partic- why particularly there? Why particularly there is it about family? I think strong Christian. Have you got any interesting facts that you learnt about Colombia?
1: Okay. Um, interesting facts. Not really. There is one thing that's worth mentioning. So, uh, Medellin has an above ground metro system and it's the only one in Colombia that has it and they bid for it from the government and got granted it um and a lot of Colombians like credit that as part of their revival and it's like a catalyst for the mood and atmosphere of the city changing because it was a symbol of new growth and new development um and they're so proud of it that you know how like UK. Uh, undergrounds and especially in like Paris and stuff as well there's graffiti everywhere they don't take care of it at all in Medellin, it's spotless there is no graffiti, no rubbish anywhere to be seen on their metro because they take such pride in it
0: so it's a, it's, a, it's like a national pride in in other words definitely
1: it's like yeah, treated, definitely treated. yeah definitely a regional pride at least
0: it sounds like they they've just got a lot more respect and a, and a lot more they actually feel a bit more of a community compared mm. to the UK.
1: Uh, well, without a doubt, yeah, I completely agree. That's the right interpretation. Their community is huge there. Um, and yeah, yeah, exactly. You've nailed it. As the UK gets more and more split apart and more and more virtual and less and less focused on the community, Colombia is, is not really making that transition at all
0: was there any um life lessons you've learned
1: out there gosh um several i mean so it's so difficult to like pick one out and think of one on the spot but just learning how to take care of yourself and survive in a different place where you don't have your home comforts and you need to adapt and fit in is, is a really valuable skill i think and that was the first time i was really honing that um and then also just go into things with an open mind don't don't worry too much about what could happen just let your experiences come to you and enjoy them when they do
0: would you say afterwards it sort of cleared up a lot of things and you evaluated actually not how lucky but how how things are different
1: yeah absolutely you're back. it's it's changed who i am for the better definitely Um just a better person than i was before um and it's also yeah as you say you, you take things for granted less when you see people struggling and that's you know you don't want to frame it as like poverty tourism but you do learn when you see these things you learn not to take things for granted because lots of people. yeah learn.
0: well we do see it but it's it's a rare, a rare occurrence obviously that right. does, does still happen
1: yeah exactly Exactly.
0: It would be very naive to say that
1: it doesn't. But, you know, things like things like our NHS is just when you live somewhere without systems that work that well, and they do have a national healthcare system and it's functional and a lot of people rely on it, but our NHS is just amazing and yeah, not to get back into the politics, but <laughs> what, 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 what was um, their healthcare care like? Yeah, pretty good. Um, Plastic surgery is huge there. It's like one of the capitals of the world for plastic surgery. So you see a lot of people with, you know, fake this and that. But they, um, their healthcare generally is really good. Um, That yeah, it's generally. I I I didn't actually have to use it, Um, so I I don't know that much. But people told me it's good.
0: I was going to say, what did what's the what's the general thing for the people that live there?
1: I'd say positive. I'd say positive. Yeah.
0: Sounds like you just got a very positive
1: uh, mind frame. Honestly, like the yeah. Honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't have enjoyed myself more. My first, my first couple of nights were difficult because the water is safe to drink, but it has different bacteria in it that takes a while to adjust to. So I had a couple of tough days at the start while my stomach acclimatized, and then I just had a great time from then on out.
0: it does weird different environments eating different things it sometimes takes your body a while to adapt
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: how how long would you say you felt fully comfortable and immersed
1: immersed there (sighs) maybe a month in but i wasn't uncomfortable before that month i was just still learning you know and i was still would have been learning if i got to stay for the whole six but i think a month i started to feel really comfortable
0: yeah, it does start to adapt, but as you say, once mind. it sounds like you, you adapted quite quick, to be honest.
1: Well, you've only got my side of the story. <laughs> yeah, no, I have.
0: God knows what the other people thought. <laughs> exactly. So, you, for young people, you would highly suggest going, and sort why are the reasons you'd highly say for people to cut,
1: go? So, yeah, 100% would suggest going. Um, it's a really special place. You know, I'm not I've not been to lots of places and I've definitely not lived in lots of places, but as a place to go and live it's it's really wonderful. I'd go I'd say you go for the culture, you go for the vibrancy and the movement and the the life and then you you also go partly just to push yourself out of your comfort zone, you know. I think it helped me a lot and like knowing more about who I am and who I want to be um and just yeah being on my own two feet.
0: One thing I saw as much as it's a it sounds like amazing place what was what 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 is crime like now?
1: So it's like any major city there is crime um but it's back in the underground it's not on the front you know like back in Escobar's day it was everywhere um and you couldn't, you know, you weren't safe in certain parts of the city. There were invisible lines drawn across the city you couldn't cross. Um, and it's not like that now. Um, there is crime. Uh, I didn't see or experience it. I heard some about it. We had one set of friends there um, who had lived there for three years and never experienced it. So, you know, it's not, it's not everywhere. Um, and I think it's quite easy to avoid it if you're smart about it.
0: I was going to say, was there any advice that the locals said to you about it? Did they, Was there certain times in the evening where they said it wasn't suitable or was,
1: or was it all right? So when we first got there, we heard that, you you know, you take taxis in the evening rather than walking and you got to be careful with your phone and stuff. But to be honest with you, we kind of walked everywhere in the evening. <laughs> we kind of, we played it safe at first and then we were in a safe neighbourhood. Um... And, yeah, once you once you get comfortable, you you, you obviously are careful and you look around and you, you take in your surroundings, but just just be smart. It's just like any other city. Keep your possessions closely guarded. Don't make, take all the pickpocket preventions, but you're not going to get, you know, like it's not like you're suddenly going to be at gunpoint or something.
0: Yeah, because I, I, when you said you were going, I was very naive to the fact that I thought that there would be. Mm. and I was not questioning where you were going but I thought you know it can be quite a dangerous place but that's that's the thing a bit like what people said when they went to the World Cup in Russia until you actually go to the country you can't actually really say a lot about it
1: right right I think you've
0: got that and live live it
1: yeah I think you're completely right you know that especially because media paints different places in different lights and it's all very all the troubles out there so that we don't have to focus on the trouble at home but it's you know it's it's not unsafe by any stretch of the imagination
0: yeah it's like anywhere yes you saw it's the city yeah that that can that can
1: um yeah anything can happen but nothing could happen and nothing had happened to people who've been there a lot longer than us
0: um how how proud would you say they are in Colombia, like their national pride, like
1: what's high. it like? Yeah, very high. They love they love their country. They love being from their country. Um and with good reason. You know, I, I say there's pride in the flag. And the football, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot to talk about the football. I mean we, let's go
0: into that as that's, like, that's a whole new yeah
1: whole new <laughs> section. Go on. The football there is crazy. So it's not of a very high standard um you know i went to watch a game live and i couldn't quite believe that was the top team in the country a couple of years ago um but they they absolutely adore it in the same way that england does but when you get inside the stadium it's a completely different atmosphere to in the uk there's so i went to watch atletico nacional play which are like the biggest team in medellin there's a couple but they're the big ones they won Whats the their, biggest,
0: what's the biggest team in Colombia out of interest?
1: I'm not sure. I think yeah, I'm not sure. I know that Atlético Nacional is one of the biggest ones, and I know that they won the South American Cup back in like 2016 or something, so they've, they've had a pretty prestigious past, um, but they, they're in, when you get inside the stadium it's just crazy there's people jumping and singing and banging drums if you so there's like four parts of the stadium obviously the ultra end of the stadium just doesn't stop bouncing for 90 minutes for literally 90 minutes and I've got some videos of when we went it was the first game of the season I don't know whether this happens every time but there were fireworks people TP'd from the stands and made like a river of toilet paper running down to the side of the pitch Kickoff had to be delayed for like twenty minutes just clearing stuff off, off the pitch. But it was just it was wild. I loved it. I loved it. As a football fan, it was a really special experience actually. What
0: uh, what's the um standard like? Is that something to be desired or is it or is it all right?
1: Nah, it's I'd say it's probably I would I would say that championship teams would have a field day, to be honest. <laughs> I yeah. think
0: yeah. So it think, sounds like it sounds like a bit like league.
1: Yeah,
0: League, league Two, League One, maybe League. Nah, League Two feels oh, hard. Maybe that was a bit.
1: Yeah, that was a bit thing for me. No, no, no. Because I, I'm finding finding it difficult to place it. Premier League sides would absolutely rock their world, but I feel like they would compete with some sides in the Championship. But League One is probably where I put them.
0: Going got off that. because when you go abroad, you see the wear a lot of like English football t-shirts. Was there a few, or are they just literally? Are they literally going for their the home teams?
1: So you do see them, like you see them everywhere. You see the big teams. You see your Uniteds. You see your Cities. You see your Liverpools. That's all the big teams. So that's all you see. I'm kidding. <laughs> you, oh, you didn't. You, your... <laughs> didn't <fancy laughs> put an ar- you didn't fancy <laughs> putting Arsenal on there. No, you do see people in the Arsenal tops as well. Um, (laughs) um, but mostly it's the home strip and if you walk around Medellin on a game day everyone is in the green tops.
0: Any players catch your eye there or not really?
1: So their their talismanic number nine is called Jefferson Duque and he he scored a penalty to win the game on the the game I went to Um, and they love him. There's a defender called Munoz, I think. I can't remember what he's called. He's pretty good. Um, but yeah, no no talents coming to the Premier League anytime soon, I'd say. <laughs> not the next. Scu- yeah, not the next. any scouting season. for Man United. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> Although, yeah, yeah. Well, let's not talk about Man United. I'm not, I'm not ready to do that on air.
0: <laughs> no, we're probably... We've probably talked enough about football. Probably bored people there. you can never talk. Listening about, to this podcast, but <laughs> they just have to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talk We've talked about other. We've talked about quite a lot of cultural stuff. so...
1: We have. We've been well-rounded individuals today.
0: <laughs> sort of a last question I want to finish on.
1: Sure.
0: Is, it's a bit. I have a bit of a deep, deep question at the end that I ask all my guests. If you could talk to your past self, what advice would you give? Oh,
1: okay. Um, Advice for my past self. Well, it's got nothing to do with Columbia, but learn to (laughs) code. I'm living in London now, and my only friends who are finding employment easily are those who can do computer science stuff, and they're earning big bucks. Um, So learn to code. (laughs) And
0: and computers and technology will be always... And it will need a yeah,
1: exactly they're not going anywhere. they're definitely not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, learn to code, and then the other one is just I don't know, just push yourself out there more. And you know it's the most cliched thing that everyone says, but every time I've pushed myself out there, something's come of it, even if it's just a hard life lesson.: All right,
0: thank you.